0: Welcome along today, I'm gonna be doing the rounds with Chris Eubank Jr. Chris, how are you doing? Good to see you.
1: I'm doing very well in sunny Florida, having a good time, training hard, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: I'm good, you know what? I've I've established a bit of a routine now, so lockdown for me is not too bad. How's it been for you? How's the training going?
1: Uh, Training every day, five, six days a week. with Roy Jones Jr. out here in Pensacola, Florida. And it's been a hell of an experience, you know, I, I, I don't think I would have been out here if it wasn't for this whole uh, coronavirus situation. So, you know, it's kind of, um, I've used it to my advantage in, in, in the sense that I've I've chosen to come out here into the the wilderness, the, uh, you know, and, and be on a farm every day, away from everybody and just focus on my craft. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a great experience so far.
0: I mean, you've got isolation down to a T, haven't you? Um, this is going to be surely a welcome break for you then. Uh, we're going to be doing six three-minute rounds. The aim of the game is you just answer as many questions as you can in those three minutes. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Good, good. Right, the first round, let's go. This is all about life before boxing. What, what were you like as a child, Chris?
1: Uh, what was I like as a child? Uh, I was like every other child. I had a lot of energy. I got myself into a bit of trouble here and there, but in general, you know, I was a good kid. Did well in school. Played a lot of sports. Had a lot of friends, and uh, yeah, just a, a lot of energy and a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, what what was school like for you? Were you were you treated differently because of of who your dad was?
1: You know, I would I would get dropped off to school in in a Peterbilt uh, juggernaut truck, you know. <laughs> so I was definitely treated differently um, to to other kids at the school. Um, you know, my father was who he was, a very well known guy, and you know, it it was I, I had good and bad experiences with it. You know, some kids loved it, you know, and some kids were were jealous or just didn't understand why you know my dad was who he was and and, and you know they, i guess they kind of treat me a certain way but in general everybody was uh you know everybody treated me very well i had a very happy school life and a very happy upbringing
0: were you were you aware of your your dad's career at an early age
1: no he kept me away from boxing uh, as much as he could i wasn't allowed to watch his fights uh wasn't allowed to go definitely not allowed to go to his fights. Um I don't know, he, he didn't seem to want me to know anything about what he did, um, for whatever reason. And I I, I actually ended up finding out really exactly what he did. I had a, a sleepover at about eleven, twelve years old. I went to uh I went to a friend's house and um we we're looking for a VHS tape to watch we went to bed and uh I was looking through his collection and there was a pic there was a VHS tape with my dad on the front and it was one of his fights. I popped that in and I watched him and uh that's when I first realized, wow, okay, this is what my dad does. This is uh this is why he's got people running up to him in the street every day asking for autographs and pictures and you know, yeah, that was uh that was the first well, time I found out.
0: What what did you think of it though? You say like that that's the first time you found out was watching on essentially a videotape what was it like for you were you were you proud impressed what
1: was it like absolutely yeah I mean you know I, I'm not gonna say I thought my dad was a normal guy because nothing he did was normal you know he walked around with a cane and a monocle and and a suit <laughs> um, you know and you know he was he was a very extravagant guy uh, and he still is but I, just, I didn't know that he fought for a living you know I didn't know that's what he did. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, I was, uh, I was very excited. I was very, um, intrigued. And I guess that is what set me on my path to want to, you know, test it, test the sport, get involved in boxing and see if I could do the same.
0: Yeah. We've we run out of time on, on this round, but I just want to ask you one more on that note, really. Was it always going to be boxing for you or, or did you want to be something else when you grew up?
1: I mean, uh, as soon as i the first the first time I found out about what boxing was, uh, that was it. You know, once I actually started investigating and looking into the sport and seeing what it was, um, all the other sports I played, and I played everything: cricket, rugby, football, swimming, athletics. I played it all every week. Uh, I dropped everything. I wasn't. I just wasn't interested anymore. All I wanted to do was get into this boxing game and and uh, and do what what he did you know.
0: Well that brings us on nicely to round two which is all about your career in boxing so let's get on to that. Um, how would you describe your career to date so far?
1: Uh, very successful. I've done, I've done a lot in the game, 31 fights, 29 wins, um, made a name for myself uh, and, you know, I'm still going strong at 30 years old. I'm on my I'm prime. I'm in, I'm in a great position now to be going ahead and fighting guys in the, in, in, uh, the, top, the top middleweights, the top world champions in the middleweight division. Um, I'm as strong as ever. I have a, an amazing new coach in Roy Jones Jr. So, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm very happy with how my career has turned out so far.
0: As you said, you are training with Roy Jones Jr. You have been known to train yourself. Is the plan, though, to settle and stay with Roy, do you think?
1: That's what it's looking like. You know, I'm learning so much out here. Uh, every week there's this moments where I'm like, wow, you know, why didn't I think of that? Or uh, why haven't I been focusing more on that Um very simple small things that you just kind of forget as a as a fighter you forget to kind of work on the basics or um, you know hone certain things um, and he's he's the type of guy that will be on you and, and force you to perfect your craft uh, and I think that's something that I kind of got away from um, towards you know the last few years of my career so um, having Roy around now uh, I definitely think is a is a, a major positive and um, something that we're going to be definitely doing a lot. You know, I think we're going to be having a lot of Roy a lot. Um, I think we're going to be having Roy around a lot more now that um, you know I've, I've touched base with him, been with him for these last few months, and really got to know him.
0: Do you feel that you do you feel the pressure that you have to prove yourself even more because of the family name?
1: Of course. You know, no, nobody, uh, or 99.9% of fighters don't come into their pro career or their amateur career with a huge name to uphold uh, and it's tough. It's, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of um, anxiety, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, knowing that people are expecting and depending not depending, but they are ex- fully expecting you to be uh, this super fighter from a, from from day one. You know, just because you got the name. I, I was in my first pro fight. I was being compared to my father in the in the commentary. You know, it's and, and that's not fair, but it is what it is. You know, we got the same name. We're in the same sport, and I understand that, and I've accepted it, and I've come to use that expectation and that pressure to my advantage over the years
0: just a couple more we have out of time but is the plan for you are you you looking to come back and fight here or, or stay stateside what's the plan and if you could pick three next opponents who would they be
1: um well i'm with uh showtime and pbc uh at the moment so uh it's most it's most likely that i'll be fighting out here in the states um and uh the top 3 fighters well i know the top 2 and that is uh, Gennady Golovkin and Canelo Alvarez they are you know two of the biggest names in boxing if not the biggest and um they both have middleweight titles so those are the guys i want you know those are the those are the fights that i need at this stage in my career i don't want to be taking any backward steps now it's it's full steam ahead
0: you've had a bit of a sort of ongoing beef with billy joe saunders and also in the in the past beef with james de who would you say your biggest grudge is with
1: well me and uh me and james are done now i mean that probably was uh yeah that was my my biggest grudge match um but he's retired now so uh that's laid to rest, so Saunders you know that that's still ongoing that's still a fight that can and probably will happen at some point in the future um so uh you know that is a very exciting, interesting fight I
0: think the phrase is it is still bubbling away isn't
1: it oh a hundred percent you know there's no no everybody knows we we don't get along we don't like each other and we yeah. want to well, I want to get the fight on. I don't know about him, um, but the only issue now is that I'm at middleweight. He's a super middleweight. So, you know, but if something can, you know, be made, if we can make the fight, then I'm all for it, of course.
0: Right. right, let's move on to round three then. This is, of course, life after boxing. What What's your end goal? Do you have an end goal?
1: I mean, I've thought about it, but not in any real depth. I mean, you know, the goal is to make... Uh, as much money as you can and invest it. Don't throw it away like so many athletes and entertainers do. Um, Invest and and be smart with the money that you make and so that it can last for the rest of your life and it can last for the rest of your kids' lives and if you do really well, your kids' kids' lives. Um, That's the goal.
0: but, do, do you think uh, do you think uh, you'd stay in boxing, or would you move into something completely different?
1: Well, there's only two things I could do, and that's be a trainer or be a commentator. Um, I, I, you know, I could definitely commentate on fights. Uh, being a full-time trainer, I'm not. I'm not so sure about. That takes a very specific mindset that I don't know if I have. But who knows? After I retire, maybe that will that will be. Something I could I could transition into, but um, what's most likely is that I will, uh, you know, I I will I will I will step into the business world. Um, you know, that's being a trainer. It, you know, that that may be all fun and, and stuff, but that doesn't really pay bills like it does. You know, if you if you uh, hmm. you have a solid business or you know a real investment plan with with the money you've made. And that's really what, that's what you work for. You work, you know, to, to do well for yourself and your family. So that's what I'm going to be looking to do.
0: I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but looking back at your career, would you have done anything differently so far?
1: Um, well, I, I keep, I keep saying it to myself, you know, I, I wish I'd met Roy, uh, when I was 20 instead of 30, um, you know, predominantly training myself for so long, um, it, it worked. It, it did work. I had, I had, I had great success. But uh, if I'd had someone there training me day in day out um, from an early age, you know, that would have been that would have been. You know, it could have been a whole different story. My my, um, but the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm I've still got so much left. And I believe everything really does happen for a reason. So I'm I'm not going to say, looking back, I wish that things were different or things were, you know, I could have changed some things because, you know, who knows? Uh, Maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at if that was the case. Um, So, again, I'm happy how things have turned out and I'm just looking forward to the future.
0: Finally, in this round, i just finish this sentence. If I wasn't a boxer, I'd be what?
1: An entrepreneur doing well I you know an entrepreneur does everything he can to uh <laughs> to be successful um, i I can't say what I would specialize in because i don't I haven't really thought about that, but I would definitely be the type of guy that would be involved in things that would you know be successful and and be able to uh you know last a long amount of time that's what you want you want to be able to to have your fingers in many different pies in many different places and, and be successful at it.
0: But who knows I was absolutely be. gonna say that, exactly. All right, let's move on to the personal life then. Um, who, who would you say you are closest to?
1: Who do I trust and who probably knows me the best as a person, I'd say my father.
0: Who do you speak to straight after a fight, out of interest? Who's
1: the first person you call? Um, I don't call anybody. People call me, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not. You know, that's just how it is. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm dealing with everything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking, oh, I need to call somebody. Obviously, I speak to my mother, speak to my father, speak to my teammates, my friends. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not the one doing the calling. That's for sure.
0: When you aren't boxing, what are you doing? How do you switch off?
1: Um, I travel, I hang out with friends, video games, read, play poker, eat a lot of good food, and uh, enjoy life.
0: Who or what makes you happiest, Chris?
1: Um, making me. Ha- uh, what makes me happy? Freedom, freedom—being able to do what you want to do when you want to do—and uh, I've gained freedom through my, the, you know, the success I've had in my boxing career. So I'm in a position now where um, I can I can do whatever I want. You know, if I wanted to stop boxing tomorrow, I'd be fine. Um, but I love the sport, and you know, I want to I want to do as much as I can when these last few years of prime you know of, of prime activity because you know i'm 30 years old you know once you start hitting 33 34 you start to see a physical decline in most fighters so these next three four years are extremely important to me and, and what would make me happy is using those these next three four years to the absolute best of my ability to to get in these huge fights to to, to beat these big names win these world titles that's what that's what makes me happy.
0: Do you, do you think we see, you see a different persona away from boxing from you?
1: I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, you, you'll see it if you want to see it. Some people, you know, they look at me and they probably think, oh, you know, he's just a, he's just a, a flashy, arrogant, you know, fighter who, you know, who's not really, um, you know, not down to earth, not humble, um, but that's you know, what you see from me inside a ring. Uh,
0: that's not what I wake up like every day, you know. Um, so what is that? What is that? What's that version of you? That
1: is me going to war. Um, and everybody's different. Some guys are calm, some guys are very hyped up and excited and, Flashy and arrogant, and some guys don't say anything. They just get in there and they throw their punches and they say good night. That's never been me. Um, but you know, you can't really judge somebody off of how they fight. It's a fight. You're not, you're not yourself. You're not your everyday person when you're in that ring fighting in front of twenty thousand people and millions of people on TV. You, you're gonna, you're gonna see see slight differences, you know, in somebody. Um, But people know, you know, the people that matter—the fans and and my friends and family—they know who I am, and uh, and that's enough.
0: Final one in this round. What's your most, what's your proudest achievement outside of the ring, away from boxing?
1: Buying my first house was definitely a huge thing for me. That was something that I probably, you know, that was that was in my mind from. From a very early age, you know that was like I want to, I want to own my own house. I want to own, I want to be a property owner. So when I was able to do that, uh, that was definitely a huge, a huge deal for me and something that I was very proud of. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of things I guess, but that that's the thing that probably comes to my mind first.
0: It's a big thing. Um, right, let's move on to round five. This is the penultimate round, fantasy round. We can have a bit of fun with this one. Um, if you could fight anyone in the world, who would it be, dead or alive?
1: Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Canelo Alvarez. That's the fight I want. That's the that's the number one fight that I want right now. Um, I don't think anyone on the planet would would make a better opponent for him. Most guys are going in there to run and survive. I'm going in there to destroy, and uh, I know I can beat him. So that's the fight I want.
0: And how do you beat him?
1: Well, I'm not going to tell you my secrets now, am I? You know, you've got to be smart (laughs) with these things. (laughs) I'm trying. I've got a game. (laughs) I've definitely got a strategy. Um, You know, I see. I see the weaknesses. I see where he can be exposed. Um, and again, I'm not looking to survive. You know, I'm taking the fight to him and I don't think he's ready for somebody like that.
0: Away from that, if you could have one wish, what would that wish be?
1: World peace, happiness, no more riots, no more of all the craziness that's going on right now. Everybody's just, Get along, be happy, and live
0: their lives. You know. And, and the, who would play the you day. in a film? Absolutely. Who would play who you in would, a film?
1: Who would play me in a film? Um,
0: Come on, you must have thought about it. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: Will Smith is the. Will Smith is cool. the man. He is the guy everybody loves. So, if he was able to play me in a film, oh my god! You know that's uh, <laughs> that's what every that's what every uh, you know man of color would want is Will Smith playing them in a film.
0: Um, if you could have one superpower for twenty four hours, I've absolutely loved this question so far. Doing these one superpower twenty four hours, what superpower would you pick?
1: I guess uh, teleportation. So Ooh. I could think of a um, and snap my fingers and I'm there. Anywhere in the world, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. If I want to be on the moon, you know, that would be an awesome superpower to have.
0: That's a new one. We haven't had teleportation yet. Um, final round, your boxing essentials. Let's go, this is all about being in lockdown. If you had one item that you could have in lockdown, what item would you pick?
1: The biggest container of water possible.
0: Okay, you've gone for the biggest container of water. And to go with that water, uh, what meal would you choose?
1: Um, a big, fat, greasy Chinese.
0: Good choice. That's um, dream. <laughs> and you'd need the water to, uh, to wash it down with, which you've got plenty of. Um, who would be your dream boxing hero to spend lockdown with?
1: Muhammad Ali.
0: And what would you ask him?
1: Oh man, I mean, you know, you'd ask him a million questions. There's not one particular thing. You know, you'd ask him about his fights. You'd ask him about, you know, his mindset while he was doing the things he did, you know, for uh, for his people and his community and the world. And yeah, I mean, there's not one, sp- specific thing I'd ask him, I'd be picking his brains for the entire time, you know.
0: So you've got Muhammad Ali, you've got your gallons of water, and you've got your dirty Chinese. Um if you could watch one fight on repeats, what would your fight of choice be?
1: The the Mickey Ward and tomorrow Gai fights, those were amazing to watch. So I'd say I'd say one of those.
0: And who would be, Alfred, this is an interesting one. Who would be the worst person you'd have to isolate with? <laughs> what who would be your isolation nightmare?
1: I mean, uh, are you talking about in the boxing world, or are you talking
0: about... Anyone, anyone. Party? I mean, is there a list?
1: I mean, there's some pretty terrible people out there. I mean, that's, that's a good question. Who would I at least... isolated with. Um, I, know, I, I really have to think about that one.
0: There's, should we just say there's a few? There's a few. Just to finish off with Chris, um, what's the best thing you think you'll you'll take down from this whole experience of of being in lockdown?
1: You don't need to be able to go out to clubs and and uh, and be with be with all your mates every day and and, uh, go to events to enjoy life. I mean, that's what I've found out anyway, me personally. It's probably not, probably everybody hasn't had the same experience, but for me, I found out a lot about myself. I've spent a lot more time on, um, you know, less uh, or more productive things, reading, researching, you know, working on my craft, um, you know just just things which I probably didn't do as much of when I was able to just go and do whatever I wanted. So um, yeah I mean, and I hope I hope everybody's doing the same, just using this time that we have to, to, to do things that you never thought you would do before, you know, but now you just you have the time to just make the most of it.
0: Definitely I think a lot of people will agree with you there. Um, Chris, thank you so much for doing the rounds with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure.